Hey fam, welcome back to the Host by Tori show. I am so excited to be sitting down for part two of everything wedding and honeymoon where we're going to be talking about my honeymoon in this episode. This is going to be a fun one because I absolutely loved my honeymoon and have so many thoughts related to this. And I'm going to share my two biggest tips for those that are getting married and planning. So make sure you listen. If you guys do enjoy the podcast and or this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. It's so easy to do and it helps me so much. So Cam and I decided to go to the French Polynesia for our honeymoon probably eight or so months ago. Um, I actually received a tip from one of my friends that Bloomingdale's for all of my brides or future brides has a free travel planning service if you use them for your registry. So um, we signed up on Bloomingdale's, got some of our registry there, and then reached out to uh, the people there. And it was completely included with everything, which was super nice. Uh, When we actually started to sit down and think about where we wanted to go for our honeymoon, Um, French Polynesia, Bora Bora kind of fell into our laps, but let me explain. From a vacation perspective, Cam and I are a little bit different, meaning that I could lay at a pool for seven days straight with my Kindle and I would be completely fine while Cam likes to have much more activities baked into that. And so we wanted to make sure that we were able to have a good mix. Um, Europe in April was going to be dicey, like I did not want to be checking the weather every week leading up to my honeymoon. Um, Australia and New Zealand would have been probably the wrong time of year, just given um, when their summer is. Hawaii, we have been to twice before and absolutely loved it. Um, Safari was probably going to be too expensive for what we were looking for, and Cam wasn't interested in that for a type of honeymoon. So really based on all of those things, Bora Bora called to us, and I had a friend that went there like a year or so ago and absolutely loved it. So for those who aren't experts in geography, and I had no idea before I went there, Bora Bora is a island in the French Polynesia. So to get there, you fly uh, into Tahiti, and there are direct flights from LA and San Francisco. Um, It's about eight hours, and honestly, not too bad. It's also directly south of Hawaii for, again, my geography people. Um, Bora Bora itself is very, very expensive as you can imagine. So the travel agent who we worked with suggested us going to another island within that like French Polynesia for three days or so to help bring the cost down, which I'll get into in a little bit. And then based on the actual flight times to Papete, I think that's how you say it, um, which is in Tahiti, the island of Tahiti, the timing worked out for us to go the Tuesday after our wedding. And let me tell you, this was actually the best thing that could have happened to us. Um, We were already planning on staying the night of our wedding at the Four Seasons in Scottsdale as like a treat, but then ended up having a little staycation because we were there Saturday the night after our wedding until Tuesday morning early after we left. Uh, Okay, let me stop with the preamble and get into everything kind of chronologically again related to my wedding um, and the deets on the rest of the trip. So this first kind of mini leg, um, we were at the Four Seasons in Scottsdale, which was about 20 or 30 minutes um, from actually where we got wedding. And we woke up the day after our wedding and there were so many emotions. It was hard to process. Um, We were exhausted both mentally and physically and wanted to just like rehash everything related to the entire weekend. We went to breakfast and just spent the that 
uh, Sunday, that like next day, um, and spent the entire day at the pool talking, looking at pictures, relaxing. And I truly cannot have imagined having to leave that day for like a long travel day to our honeymoon. Um, I'm not, I'm actually not sure if I've ever stayed at a Four Seasons before or if it, it had just been a really long time, but I was so impressed with the service across the board. Um, the Scottsdale Resort had little villas that people stayed in, and one of the best perks was that they had a self-service laundry thing. Um, maybe I'm just scarred from New York and San Francisco not having laundry, but this was ideal just because we knew we had like a long journey ahead of outfits and whatnot. Proof, the more casual restaurant at the resort is where we went for like breakfast, brunch, both days. It was incredible. Um, also like really expensive, but it was amazing. Obviously honeymoon, all bets are off. Uh, and then we went to their Spanish restaurant one night for dinner, um, which I thought was like really well done across the board. And so my approach to drinking on the honeymoon, just because I, I want to like talk about this in relation to everything here. I really was going to go with a nothing is off limits approach and wanted to be intuitive with it, which has been my approach the past like six or nine months. Um, and to me, this has felt like a much healthier mindset than restricting myself. And I didn't want to look back on the honeymoon and think that I like forced myself to not drink just first, just enjoying it in the moment. Um, in the few days following the wedding, I really did not have an interest in drinking. Um, we had a bottle of Vuv that we had in our send-off car. Like we got picked up from the wedding and uh, like literally like a G-Wagon and had a bottle of Vuv, which we just did not drink. And so we brought it with us into the hotel. Um, and so we wanted to start off with a glass of that before dinner on Sunday. And I think it's an interesting point about the concept of drinking because um, it was like it was there, but did I want it because it was there or did I want it because I wanted it? Um, something that I've really been trying to think more about just because something is available or if something is included, I don't want to feel obligated that I need to drink it. And this was a perfect example of that. Um, for me, champagne is one of those drinks that I like to indulge in and feels worth it to me especially Vuv. Um, so I decided to lean in there. And then the second night at dinner, um, I just got a kombucha because I knew we were going to have an early wake-up call. It was for, I think, like a 4, 10 a.m. pickup um, and didn't like feel like I needed it there. My number one piece of advice is that if you can't afford or plan to take two days before leaving for your honeymoon, even one day more, then I highly, highly recommend it. I, like I said, cannot have imagined leaving the day after our wedding just because of everything you have to process that happened over that past weekend. Okay, let's talk about the travel to French Polynesia. So uh, we decided to fly through San Francisco because we are united people, and I'm happy to fight any of my Delta lovers out there. Just kidding. Um, but in serious convo for another time on preferred airlines, very luckily, we were upgraded to business class. Um, part of that is because I have status, also like how many people were on the flight. And it was just fun because it was our honeymoon and having that like special added benefit. And I don't think Cam has ever flown business class before. Um, business class means free food and alcohol. And let me tell you, the amount of people who booze on airplanes is actually pretty wild. I've ne never fully understood it, but it was definitely something that I was not participating in. Um, also, the best part of our flight was that it was all just couples on honeymoon and anniversary trips, which was really cute. 
So we landed in Tahiti and we spent the night there before flying to our first island, like I mentioned earlier, Lataha. Um, the resort was awesome. We honestly just kind of got there and went to bed, woke up in the morning, did a short workout and run like around the property um, and then packed up before leaving or heading out for the airport. One thing that we did do at breakfast, which was fun, and it was like a recommendation from uh, some of our friends who we know who've gotten married, was to write out all of our favorite memories from the wedding while they were still fresh. And so did that and were like reminiscing while we had some time to kill. Uh, we boarded our plane for for Lataha, which is a larger island, a little bit more uh, west, if I can think geographically. It was about a 40-minute or so flight. Uh, and once we arrived, we were picked up in this boat to be taken to our hotel, which was on a like sub island of the main island, if that makes sense. And when we arrived, we were like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And it's just that like quintessential overwater bungalow situation in like all of the French Polynesia. Um, this island in particular was super chill. Uh, in terms of like what we did over the like three days, it was there was a coral garden uh, that you swam down and could see like a ton of fish. Uh, they had a pool. But other than that, it was really just relaxing. And we ended up doing a half day tour on the mainland of Lataha, which was a rum distillery, a rum distillery and pearl farm, um, which was just like fun for a thing to do, but nothing crazy. And they had also incredible mango. But I really want to get into like the meat of it, which is Bora Bora because that's where we spent most of our time and just thought it was absolutely incredible. The flight that, so uh, when you went to the airport to board our flight to Bora Bora, we got there and they don't have security, which when you think about it, it's like similar to a bus uh, in the sense that like the flight was only going to be 10 minutes, like it's a very, very short flight. And like on buses or trains, like you're not, you know, going through security when you do those. But it felt so weird to get on a plane where you didn't go through security, which whatever, um, I guess we're fine now. But our flight was only 10 minutes to Bora Bora, given like how close the islands are. We thought that it would have like, made more sense to uh, get on a boat to go there, but apparently it's not. After getting off the plane, they have people waiting for you at the different hotels and they literally pick you up James Bond style in a boat to get to the hotel. Um, Bora Bora has a mainland kind of similar to Lataha and then the four major hotels that all have the overwater bungalows, um, are in like sub islands. So little islands kind of just like off of the main, main one. We stayed at the Conrad, highly, highly recommended for anyone going to Bora Bora. It is definitely expensive. It was one of those things that for our honeymoon, we wanted to pay up for. And we thought that the service was fabulous in addition to how nice the rooms were and then also the quality of the food. Um, the thing about Bora Bora is that immediately once you land, you know that it's special. Uh, Cam and I looked at each other and we were like, this is 10 times better than Lataha, which we also thought was so nice, right? Um, and so I will say personally, if you are looking to do French Polynesia, Generally, I would skip everywhere else and just do less days in Bora Bora, given it is a little bit more expensive because it's that worth it, which I will talk about. So how should we break this up? I'll do the actual hotel, talk about that, food, and then activities. So the actual property and overwater bungalow was stunning. The room was 1,400 square feet, which is the size of our two-bedroom apartment in Austin, which is absurd. 
Um, there was a king bed, couch and table, massive bathroom with two vanities, if you know, you know, uh, waterfall, waterfall shower situation, tub, bathtub. Um, and then when you went outside, there was a table outside with two lounge chairs, two nets to lay in, and then like a lower deck to jump off um, into the ocean and like outside shower. They had Bluetooth to play music. Each night you could get these incense for them to put on during your turndown service that were unreal. Um, the whole experience was unparalleled. Right when we checked in, they also gave us two bottles of wine, which we vivinoed, of course, for those who don't know what that is. It's an app where you take a picture of a wine bottle, like label, and it tells you how much it is and how people rate it and the different grapes and tasty notes and all that. Um, one was champagne that was actually really nice. And one was like a red wine that was nice, but also cheaper. And so again, going back to the example of drinking when worth it or not, historically, I would have approached uh, free alcohol on vacation as a, and of course I'm going to drink this. Like I mentioned earlier, I love champagne and also we were in French territory. So definitely wanted, uh, that while the red wine when it was 80 degrees I just like wasn't feeling that as much so um the night that we had the champagne I had something interesting happen and to be honest I do feel a little bit like vulnerable saying this but I wanted to feel tipsy which I like is interesting because I haven't felt that way in a long time I was really excited to drink the champagne and could feel it like the feeling of alcohol and what that does to your brain senses etc and it gave me kind of that dopamine hit. And I haven't felt that in a while. Um, and it was weird because it made me, it also made me sad in a way um, of how this feeling used to be on a lot of date nights with Cam and and how um, those used to go when we were like in New York and kind of San Francisco in particular. But after I got that initial dopamine hit, I wasn't really craving more. Like I was happy with just that and think I kind of remembered like, hey, I don't want to be hung hungover at any point here. Um, but I mentioned that because I think it's it's a good reminder to us that we need to be intuitive with how we're feeling about it. And you can lean in to things when you want it and it helps you remember certain reasons why you're doing this, right, or you're doing something and being sober curious, if you are, allows you to experiment with not drinking alcohol, but it also doesn't mean that you have to go sober or, or you have to be sober curious your entire life, right? It gives you that flexibility, which I think is the best thing about it. Okay, back to the property. So they had the overwater villas, obviously, but then there was a pool with a swim-up bar, beach with kayaks and paddle boards, tennis court, actually really nice workout center and four restaurants. Um, so it really felt like a compound. And the package that we booked was called a half board. I didn't know what that meant before this trip, but uh, it meant that we had breakfast and dinner included, which surprisingly I loved. Normally I am not a fan of all-inclusive hotels or the sorts. And the reason why I think it worked here is because not everyone was doing all-inclusive. Some people were paying, so the quality had to feel up to par, if that makes sense. And the breakfasts were insane. Because it's French Polynesia, and I didn't appreciate this before going there, um, all of the pastries are so good because France. Um, mainly the croissants were so good. And then they had like made-to-order eggs, 
really high quality fruit, cappuccinos, endless cappuccinos. Um, it was all really, really high quality. And then the dinners, they had a French restaurant, sushi, Chinese restaurant, and then steakhouse. Um, the steakhouse and the sushi were our favorite. And the dinners actually included included a lot of food. So like had a starter, salad, entree, and dessert, meaning we got dessert, of course, every single night. Uh, and the other thing about Bora Bora is that the food is insanely expensive, as you would expect. Um, so not having to think about the prices outside of like drinks and lunch, if we got lunch that day, depending on like when we ate breakfast, that was actually nice. Like it's literally $45 for a burger. Uh, I probably had a drink or two, maybe two thirds of the nights. And interestingly, it was never really at dinner. It was always like a drink or two before actual dinner. And for some reason, I never craved it while eating, but I enjoyed having something as like a happy hour to start the night. And while they did have mocktails, they were what you would expect to be historical, like the historical term of the word mocktail, total sugar bombs with syrups and juice. And honestly, I was just wanting to lean into what I wanted to, I wanted something to taste good versus feeling like I needed to get something non-alcoholic. Um, and I love the spirit of like what they're trying to do with mocktails, but the craftiness in these other countries in terms of making like a low sugar, sophisticated, non-alcoholic cocktail is just not happening yet. And then lastly, what we did activity-wise, there was so much that you could have done. We did shark snorkeling, meaning that you literally snorkel with a shark. Um, they're not the ones that are supposed to attack you, but I still need to compile all of that GoPro footage um, because it was so cool. Uh, there was also this massive like coral reef where there were so many fish, like finding Nemo vibes. Um, we also did a jet ski tour where we jet skied across different parts of the island uh, and stopped and hung out in the water for a little bit, had coconut and banana that they like freshly cut right there. Pro tip, make a banana and coconut sandwich and it is the best. Uh, we did a private sunset cruise, which was a total splurge to have received it as a wedding gift. And it was on a catamaran and all to ourselves for like two and a half hours, which was so surreal to just like cruise around and see the sunset. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And then the other days we played Monopoly deal, read, went to the beach, snorkeled around our bungalow, paddle boarded. And I honestly think you could have been there for like two weeks and not, have been bored. Um, my only other rec is for dinner on the mainland, which we ended up doing per a recommendation. And I'm so happy that we did it because it was the best meal that we had all trip. And uh, honestly, some of the best food that I've had in a long time. It was called Villa Mahana and it's a French Tahitian restaurant. I emailed them to make a reservation maybe like three weeks or so out and it was fine. But um, if you're going there, I would recommend doing kind of as far out as you can. We had to take a boat to the mainland. Uh, and from there, they had someone pick us up in like a shuttle, take us directly to the restaurant. Uh, you start with like cheese cubes and olives, and then they give you two types of bread, coconut bread wrapped in this like banana leaf situation. And then there's two preset French menus. You can also do a la carte, but the two preset menus were amazing. Um, one Tahitian and then one French inspired. And it was all around, honestly, some of the best food I've ever had. Started with like an ahi tuna and salad, perfectly salted with this lemony olive oil dressing, a fish dish with mashed Japanese sweet potatoes, which are my dream. I love Japanese sweet potatoes. 
um, beef tenderloin with like Parmesan gnocchi and then this dark chocolate lava cake with Tahitian vanilla ice cream. Like what? It was so good. Um, we were rolling out of there, but we were so, so happy that we went just because it was a really cool experience. I will say that generally I was a little worried for the vacation that I thought it may be hopping around too much, packing, unpacking, flights, boats, but it honestly never felt like that. I think part of it was because we were able to have some of that time in Scottsdale to get our bearings and we didn't start off like on our back feet and tired. Um, but we also fully unpacked at both La Taha and Bora Bora, which I also think helped um, because we weren't feeling like we were living in and out of our suitcases. My number two piece of advice is not to come home from your honeymoon on Sunday if you're planning to go to work on Monday, if you can avoid it. Um, while we were so rested from our vacation, obviously, we were also itching to get back to our apartment after being gone for three weeks and unpack, do laundry, get packages, clean, check back in on work stuff. Um, and we got back on like Friday afternoon night and it felt so good to have two full days to adjust back to the time zone and feel proactive heading into the week versus feeling behind. It took me like 48 hours to truly decompress and fully understand that we just came back from our wedding and honeymoon. Like it still feels so surreal. And oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you guys, I finished Game of Thrones on this trip for those following along on my journey. Uh, wow. All I have to say, my DMs are open for whoever wants to chat because I realize I am five years late to the party here. All right. Well, that is a wrap, my friends. Hope you enjoyed this two-parter on a very personal and significant day, week, weekend, weeks of my life. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. As you know, I am not a specialist and I am not trained to give advice whatsoever. These are just my own personal thoughts and conversations. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate or review the show. If you can, it helps so, so much. And feel free to find me on social channels, Host by Tori, and my website, www.hostbytori.com. See ya!